Are you looking to get your feet wet in Gen AI on your own terms? Check out our free digital course, Build Your Own Custom GPT by Hatchworks. In the course, we teach you step-by-step -step how to create your own custom GPT so you can start solving some specific problems and use cases in your business with Gen AI. Trust me, you're gonna wow your coworkers and probably even yourself with this new skill. Check out the link in the show notes or visit hatchworks.com to get started. Welcome to Built Right, a podcast by Hatchworks where we help you learn to build the right digital product the right way. In each episode, we'll deconstruct the layers of successful product development, break down popular trends, and offer real advice to help make sure your product is built right. We may not have all the answers, but we've built a lot of digital products across a lot of industries, and we've seen a thing or two. Let's get into it. Hey everybody, welcome to the show. Excited you've decided to join me today, considering you got many other things you could be doing with your time. I appreciate it. And today we're going into a topic that is the thing of nightmares for many. Just thinking about it can cause sweaty palms, shortness of breath, and even panic attacks. And I'm talking about the decision to build or buy when it comes to software. And it shouldn't be that scary, though. Today, we're going to help you make this decision easy with a little framework we like to use. And we're going to get into the main things to consider when making this decision, a framework to reduce the stress, because it shouldn't be that stressful. And we'll give you some examples along the way. And to help me break this down, I'm joined by Jarek Arango, one of Hatchworks' principal software engineers. He's got over 18 years of experience with a wide range of technology expertise from e-commerce to sporting events, uh, even presidential elections. I, I may want to learn some more about that as we go in. Jarek, I'm curious now, but uh, you've worked at brands like PGA, uh, PGA Tour, Cartoon Network, and Fanatics. But welcome to the show, Jarek. Yeah, thanks, Matt. I'm glad to be here. Awesome to have you. So Jarek's been through this, uh, this fun build versus buy adventure many times with clients internally, so he's got some, uh, you know, war stories along the way. But, but Jarek, set this up. Like, at the core, what should people be thinking about when they're thinking build versus buy? Yeah. Um, so you know, you're you're doing this. You're at this point because for a reason, right? You've got something um, that you want to deliver. You want to bring to the world, um, and that's you know, lots of times we hear that's your secret sauce, right? Um, there's something unique about you and that product that you want to 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 bring forward. Um, so you really want to consider that. And right, um, a lot of times, you know, you can buy software that will help you. Um, but that software normally is a common denominator, um, right? That is something that will help you standardize. You might, uh, you know, your secret sauce might be might not be the payroll, um, you know, for your employees. Um, and so you potentially, you might want to go into, um, right, having a payroll software or maybe internal, internal messaging. You use something like Slack. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And it's, we've seen this before too. We've had clients come to us. They have this great idea for this product. And what they're describing is like a CRM or an ERP. And we're like, you know, the, people have perfected this, you know, maybe it shouldn't be the best thing to build, but you hit on a core point. It, it, at the, core of it, 
Like if you're deciding to build, it should be because it's your secret sauce, right? It's It needs to be tailored to your needs. You have a deep expertise in this domain. But for buying, like buy to standard, standardize. If something exists, it's already out there. It's not part of like your core differentiator. Just buy it. You know, it's, it's at the core. That's uh, some of the big factors in there. And we got a little framework that we like to use. It kind of goes through nine different criteria and we'll kind of pop through each one. Some we'll go deeper into than others. Some I'm sure Jarek will have some uh, examples we can jump into. I probably got a few as well. <clears throat> but to hit the list, I'll, I'll kind of hit the list and then Jarek, we can start to step through them. But like if you think of the evaluation criteria for this decision, the first one is competitive differentiation and it's cost, then scale and complexity, maturity and commoditization, time frame, internal expertise, team capacity, support structure, and data insecurity. And it seems like a lot of different factors, uh, but you know they're not scary things. These are things that are going to help make this decision a lot easier. But let's let's jump into the first one: competitive differentiation. What is this factor? What questions should you be asking? And like, ultimately, like, you know, what, what factors into that decision with this criteria of like build and buy? Yeah. So, um, you know, as I kind of mentioned, right, is it that secret sauce of yours, right? Um, is it a core process of your business? Um, you know, you want, you want to ask and challenge, um, challenge that with, um, with that question. Um, also, right. As you mentioned, differentiation, um, will this set you apart, um, right? Will this make you different or like you mentioned, right? CRM or, right? You have something out of the box that's at the forefront. What makes you different from everyone else? Um, right. Um, another question you could think of is, um, right? With the resources that you have, um, do you have the skill sets to support that? Um, right. Do you have that, that deep knowledge and understanding, um, for this piece of your product or your business? Um, do you have it to be able to deliver on that? Um, also, um, right. Do you, the roadmap? Sometimes, you know, you might be a startup. You might be, um, you want, you might want to test this product, um, uh, with, you know, small group of, of customers or users. And so, Right. You want to, you want to know that roadmap and how, how much time do you have, um, to invest? Right. I think the roadmap's an interesting one too. Cause, and we've seen this with clients and it, it's a, you know, it's a big part of the decision. Cause if you go and buy a solution, you're kind of just, you know, allowing somebody else to own the roadmap and ideally, you know, a partner that you're buying from. Uh, they have a vision for the roadmap. You maybe can give some recommendations, but you really don't have autonomy to really influence that roadmap as much. So that's a big piece of it, right? And if you're trying to build something that is going to be differentiated, that you do want to have control over, I think that's one of those big ones that you really got to think through. Like, is it okay that you're not going to have a ton of influence on new features, new functionality and all of that? Yeah, and, and and you know, diving deeper into the roadmap, there's there's all kinds of opportunities and decisions you can make, um, right? If you if you want to get out fast to to like more of a proof of concept, um, right? It, it makes even more sense to uh, you know, what can I have off the shelf um, that I can use to kind of get the idea across, um, 
but then you right you you don't want to build your secret sauce your product on top of a POC um and that's where you know then you might take a different approach this is what we're going to build custom this is what our product um right rests on and right how is how is that foundation you want to build on something solid um so that might be using a, a third party and off the shelf or going more custom right and if we're talking about uniqueness uh most of the time that sh- that will fall a little more on the custom side yeah and you bring up an interesting point it's maybe worth getting into later but like you talk about proof of concept like maybe it is good to use something off off the shelf just to prove it out and if it if it has legs then maybe you do truly build it custom and then you get into the whole world of no code low code and all of that which allows you to move faster but it could have some restrictions down the road as well right right yeah no uh, i think you uh, i remember watching one of the previous episodes um from the bill Wright podcast and and I think episode four, you've got Joseph there that, uh, you know, he touched on great points about the MVP and that process um, that you can, that's a whole other thing that you can look into um, when you're in that stage. Yeah, that's a great call out. The uh, discussion with Joseph, we talked about MVP versus like MVR when you're modernizing. Uh, awesome, awesome content there. All right. So that's the first one, competitive differentiation. I think, you know, it's first for a reason. I think that's probably one of the biggest decision criteria and also think about waiting too. Like if you're truly kind of running through this in a structured way, I would give some more weight to competitive differentiation. Uh, but the next one for us is cost. So cost is always a factor when you're making a business decision, but take us through how it relates to like a build versus buy type of decision. What type of cost exists? Yeah, so there's, um right, if, if you're going custom, there's implementation costs. Um, there's also... Uh, right, that, that focus, uh, opportunity, you know, cost as far as, um, it's going to take time to build it. You're going to have resources focused on that. Um, now, right, is this your main product or is this, um, something supporting or something on the side? Um, but you're going to have a good amount of focus, um, distracted or it might be aligned, right? Um, there's ongoing cost as well. Uh, you know, normally we can get something out, you know, a good application product, um, sophisticated, you know, in about six months. Uh, but that product is always, is going to be ongoing, right? There's maintenance. There's, uh, you know, you might have feature development to a certain point. Um, but there's an ongoing cost, right? Even from infrastructure. Um, and as I mentioned, there's opportunity costs. Um, right. If I'm focusing, looking into this, um, maybe to vet the idea. Um, which hopefully we've already done some, some legwork there, um, that it's worth now taking the next step to invest in. Uh, there's definitely opportunity cost. If you're doing this, what else could you have been doing? Yeah. And I think opportunity cost, that's one that often gets neglected. All right. So if we focus to build this thing, we're, we're putting resources towards that. So they're not going to be able to do something else. I think that's one that a lot of people forget, but you really need to think through that. And it's, you know, a lot of times with build versus buy, I don't know if you see this, but I see a lot of people compare with the buy decision. It's like the software licensing, all of that. And when they think of build, they just think about building it to get it to market. And they they don't think about like all the ongoing, you know, cost of maintaining and enhancing and all of that. It's not just a a one-time cost. You got to maintain the thing after you've built it as well. 
Yeah, and and you know, upfront you might want to go with the third party where you'll have a lower cost upfront. Uh, but in the long term, um, the custom will give you a better return on investment. Um, it might, you know, take a little longer. Um, you might have to invest more upfront. Uh, but in the end, you can save. Uh, you can save more on your investment. Um, and you have more control for the future. You know, I was in a situation not too long ago uh, where it wasn't necessarily that secret sauce, but that secret sauce depended on this. Um, and so, you know, they were looking for different third parties that we can use. Um, and while that was happening, I was working on developing a custom solution in the end. Right. And, and it has to do with the roadmap. Um, you know, do you need... That, you know, this was more of a startup. Do you need, uh, right? How, how soon do you need to get to market to, to help support your startup, your, you know, this product that's coming to fruition? And, um, and so, you know, this, this custom solution was, was built. Now, right? The, the a chain is only as strong as the weakest link, right? And, and sometimes going with the third party solution, right? Um, you also want to take into account how stable, right? If, if your product is, it's sitting on top of this. Um, you want that third party or that, you know, this software to be stable. You want to have control over it because that could even, um, you know, you might have a great idea. You might have a great product, but if it's not dependable, um, you're going to use users quick. Um, and so, so right, this custom solution in this example, it ended up being a fraction of the cost of any of the third party offerings. Um, you had a lot more control. And the business really depended or the main, the secret sauce really depended on, on this software. Um, so the custom solution here ended up winning and, and proving itself. Um, right. There was, there was doubters in the organization and, and, you know, there was challenges with, you know, this service and there was a, there was a try. There was, you know, let's test it out. Let's see it. And the custom solution always won. Yeah, that, that's really interesting. I never thought about that in terms of the dependency. It may not be your secret sauce, but if your secret sauce depends on this thing, then it does become important, right? That you have autonomy over it, you own the roadmap and all of that. So that's a, that's a great example to think through. All right, so let's go to the third one, scaling complexity. Talk us through this one uh, when you should, how, how you should think about scaling complexity of either custom or a bot solution. Yeah, so if your solution is pretty simple, um, then you know you might want to go more on the on the build. And I think it comes down to to like it's like almost this this matrix view, right? Because if it's if it's not complex but super strategic, it's like well, obviously let's go build that. But if it's what is it? If if it's not strategic but very complex, it's like don't touch it with a ten foot pole, right? So it's like that that marrying of those two criteria together. Kind of factor in, and and kind of how um, you know I touched at the beginning of that expertise, that that knowledge that you have, right? Um, that's gonna that's gonna be part of part of the reason, right? Or your secret sauce, um, and so you want to focus on what you're bringing that's unique, right? What's unique about about you about the product, and and so you might want to buy when it's something that's supporting you that you need, right? Um, but you don't, that isn't your lane. And so you can, you can leverage a company that's a hundred percent dedicated to building out that side. They've got experts. They're working 24 seven. 
um, on that. And so you can leverage their expertise into your product, into your, um, right into your business. Yeah, no, I love that. And I got to pause for a second. For those on video, you'll see this, but those just listen, you won't be able to. I keep seeing like something swimming out to the side. Is that like an eel you have in an aquarium over to the behind you there? Yeah. So usually I'll blur out my background, but um, uh, it might get distracting. I've got, yeah, those are called dojo loaches. They grow about a foot long. Wow. That's, is it an eel? Do you have other stuff in there? Or is it just the eel? No, I've got all kinds of fish in there. Yeah. Nice. Okay, cool. I got to see that after <laughs> we get done, done recording. Uh, all right. Next one up, uh, maturity and commoditization. Uh, what, what is this, you know, factor, this criteria all about? Um, yeah. So, you know, just kind of as, as we were touching on, uh, the maturity, right? Um, if you're, you're building this product, uh, or right, um, if you're buying this, um, solution that's going to help you out, um, right. It, it will most likely be, it will be a lot more mature than you starting off building something. Um, and so you can leverage that maturity again, based on your roadmap, on your timelines. And, uh, but as right, if you're going custom, it'll be less mature, but you'll be able to, to enhance it, to customize it, right. It'll be unique to yourself. Um, so, you know, you, you really want to weigh that that roadmap and that at that time yeah so more time to evolve it i think too it's like it gets back to the commoditization of the industry as well like i think we talked we talked about like erp and crm highly commoditized like been proven and done before um and i think that's where it's so important to start out with the competitive landscape of whatever you're trying to build like what exists out there you got to check that first before you go and are thinking about building. Now, if you're building, if you're trying to disrupt like the CRM game and you got some u- new unique way to do it and that's what you're selling, different story. If if this is just a function within your business, then yeah, that's that's uh that's a different way to think about it. Um yeah, right, you you want to focus on that uniqueness. What is what's the reason, right? What's the purpose of, you know, why you're starting on this journey? Um even nowadays, you know, you um, consumers want choices and sometimes, right, you can have this, um, but someone does it better, right? There's the quality aspect. Uh, you know, you mentioned CRM, uh, you know, there's CRMs out there, but, uh, the quality might not be there for the niche that you're in or that, you know, that you want to do. Um, it might be a CRM for a specific industry and it, it doesn't quite have the bells and whistles or the customization that you want. So can you build something on top of that? Do you build, you know, custom uh, to support that and dif- and make you different from the rest? Yeah, that's that's a great point. It's it, sometimes off the shelf is built for most, but not the few, right? It's kind of that 80-20 rule. And if you're in that 20%, you know, there there are cases where custom makes, makes sense. Um, time frame. So this is the next one. And we've talked a little bit about this, but when you're factoring in the time it takes to build something, you know, how do you make this consideration set or, or factoring it with build versus buy? Because I think build obviously gets the, uh, you know, right or wrong, the the connotation that it takes very long to do relative to a buy. I can just buy, it's ready to go off the shelf. But talk us through that because that's not always the case based on your your scenario. 
Yeah, um, right. If the timeline's tight and, you know, the time to market is a higher priority, you definitely want to, uh, you know, consider more on the buying, uh, buying side. Um, if you have more runway, um, right, and you have the available resources, um, then you, you probably want to go custom where you have that more control. You can, you know, develop it as time goes on. Uh, there was another, Another example uh, that I was on, it was a streaming service that, w- that we were building. Um, and there was this third party, um, right? Sometimes it might not be the solution. The software might not be the whole thing, uh, but it might be components to your solution. And so there was this third party that, you know, we, that was decided to be used and, and it, it brought a lot of challenges. There was also a lot of, a lot of man hours. Um, you know, getting that third party integrated. Um, so there was still work there. And in the end, it was, again, it was that weakest link in our chain and, and it kept on failing. And ultimately that project, um, unfortunately didn't work out. Um, and the main reason was that, that choosing of the third party. Now there might be another third party that would have worked better and we could have gone to market, um, you know, a lot quicker. Or right, the consideration of should we have gone custom? Yeah, no, that's the biggest thing I'm taking away from this episode is this concept of the chain and where your weakest link is, and how to how to think about that. That's a great way to to think about it. Uh, it's it's we could get into yeah. you know, there's a, a GDPR and and you know yeah. all this data privacy that came up. Mm-hmm. Right, that's something else that you can consider is right this third party, it might be, you know, it has some data. How do you control that? Right. Do you own that data? Um, is this third party owning it? Um, right. Is there a competitive disadvantage or advantage to that? Um, so there's a lot of things that you would want to consider when you're going, um, when you're going to buy something is right. That, that control, that ownership of the different, the different aspects. Yeah. Maybe we diverge a bit there. I, that's a great point. And I don't know your perspective here, but you have the all the generative AI stuff, the chat GPT, and you're putting your data out there. And it's like, you know, not that it's going to be publicly available to the world, but you're giving it to somebody else. We've heard of like the Samsung breach and all of these things. And you know, that may be an interesting kind of build versus buy decision in the future is, okay, do we take like an open source, you know, llama or something like that? a large language model and try to build our own thing versus going with, you know, an off the shelf type of chat GPT for a a use case we're dealing with. So it's like a whole nother level uh, with this privacy and data comes into play. Uh, And like we were talking about the expertise, right? Um, You might not be, you might not have the the talent or the skill set for thinking about security. And so buying something off the shelf you'll be able to bring in that maturity of maybe, right, security um, has been taken care of, has been thought of, right? And it's a reputable uh, third party or software that that you're going to use. Um, but at the same time, like you mentioned, Samsung, uh, there's a whole bunch of other examples we could, we could name where the company came out as they had a breach. But when you dig deeper, it ended up being because of a, it could have been a third party that they were using, which a lot of times, right? It, it, it's a bummer. That wasn't necessarily you, but the third party you chose, um, they had a leak. And, you know, I saw that happen many times 
um, where you want to protect your brand, I, you know, your brand identity. Um, and this third party, you know, ends up affecting you. Yeah, no, that's a great, great consideration. And you actually hit on the next one right there, which is internal expertise. And I think you hit it in a, a great point. Like, you know, is, is this expertise, the domain knowledge core to your people in your business, or do you even want it to be? That's a good criteria for whether you, you build versus buy as well. And the next one, team capacity, uh, this is a, an important one. Take us into this because like team capacity, the obvious thing is, do I have the people to build the thing? But it's more to that. It kind of gets back to that opportunity cost and what else could they be doing that's maybe more important? Yeah. So, um, right. Uh, again, it depends on the different scenarios, different stage, right? The size of your company, the maturity. Um, but, you know, if you have, you know, you have fewer resources and you've got this product right? You're stronger on the product side. You're, you're thinking through this. There's also opportunity where you can, you can augment your team and possibly, right? Get the experts in, um, to help you build custom. Um, so even if you don't have that expertise in house, um, you can leverage, um, you know, a third party, um, and, and get that expertise to help you build this custom where you still have that uniqueness, that custom control, um, to build your product. Um, or if you don't have, you know, you don't have the, the assets or the, you know, the time, then you can buy, you know, you can think of buying if they're off the shelf where they do have that, you know, that expertise already comes kind of out of the box. You, you'll have support. Um, sometimes you have to pay a fee for that support, but, uh, that's something you could consider. Yeah. And you're teeing up the next one right after that support structure. And that, that is something that can be a benefit of the buy at times because sometimes they have the operational support behind it. And it is a consideration when you're building, you know, whether it's working with a partner like Hatchworks, do they have, uh, you know, uh, plans and things that can actually support after you've built the solution, right? But what about support structure? Anything else there to consider? Um, Yeah, so, you know, when you go custom and you build this, you 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 own it right and you have to keep the lights on um there's infrastructure there's ongoing maintenance um and so right you're you're going to have that cost now if you if you buy something off the shelf uh they normally right they want to make a profit they want to expand they want to grow their account and and you could also get stuck into this rabbit hole of these services, you know, price might be increasing. There's these additional things that, that plugins or widgets that you might need that you want to add on. And without noticing, <laughs> you'll, you'll quickly, you know, ramp up on, on the cost of, of having that, you know, that off the shelf product. The almighty upsell, right? So that's a really important thing. If you are talking about a buy solution, what does that truly look like? So it's not just, you know, the initial buy of the product. It's, implementation costs, it's maintenance, it's all of that, something to consider as you look at a buy uh, versus bill. Because a lot of times the buy looks more attractive on paper, but you know, it's not always the case. And and a lot of times you, you know, you want to make sure that you don't corner yourself uh, for the future. Uh, so some, a lot of times when you're get buying off the shelf, um, Right. As I mentioned, it's, it's usually a common denominator, right? It's a CRM. It's not a CRM for maybe real estate or it's a CRM for something else. 
Um, and so it's, it's made to be a common denominator, um, to sell and going back to that uniqueness, um, having that, right. You, you don't want to corner yourself where you're developing these features that make you unique. Uh, but now you're limited by the, you know, the off the shelf product that, that you've purchased. Um, versus if you're going custom, um, in a way, the sky's the limit as far as you can always develop it and build on it. Um, but right. That is that, that little slower, um, startup on that. Yeah, definitely. And the last one, we, we kind of did a little, uh, divergent topic on this one, but the data insecurity. Anything else to talk about on the last kind of factor here related to data insecurity? I know we touched on it a minute ago, but any other kind of points you want to hit on there with the build or the buy decision? Yeah, so, um, right, something else that comes to mind that's sensitive could be e-commerce uh, and, right, having that that user credit card information, um, user information. And so how do you handle that? Do you have the expertise? Do you have the support? Um, right to, to have that locked down or again, depending on the maturity of where your product is, where you're going, um, you know, you might buy off the shelf to help you handle some of those areas. Um, right. Keeping that data secure. Um, also right data breaches. Um, you want to make sure and you want to, you want to take care of your investment. Um, and your brand name. If you, if you lose confidence in your clients and, Right. And, and your users, you, you get hit a lot harder. Um, so taking that into consideration as far as, you know, how do you protect yourself from possibly other, you know, off the shelf products that might, um, right. That you can compare and see quality pick, you know, one that one might be cheaper. Um, but you know, are you less secure there or is it better for you to take that in house and, and really, really hold on to it, really take care of that. Um, and so that'll be up to you. It depends on what area of your application or your product, um, you're using this for. Yeah, no, that's, that's a great point. It's the, uh, and I think the one thing too, the build versus buy decision, it's not always as easy as we build everything or we buy everything like to your point earlier. And that's, what's so great about having somebody like a Jarek that can like navigate these waters. Cause you may want to like buy Maybe there's an e-com component related to purchase that you want to purchase and integrate with a custom solution. So there's different components and pieces. So it's many times a lot more nuanced than just like we buy everything or we build everything, right? And I think that's what's interesting with our our built right method that we use, uh, and it's taking existing you know frameworks, off the shelf libraries, things like that that allow us to make a custom solution a lot faster, a lot cheaper uh, as well. But, you know, there's all kinds of things out there. I don't know any any parting words with the build versus buy or, you know, the low code, no code and all the different other components that have come into play to make building custom a lot more, you know, easier, more uniform, more cost effective. We're missing, we're missing the the last dissertation, <laughs> the, all, the, all the good knowledge. Building up the suspense. Um... Yeah, so you know, you, you were mentioning a plugin or a module. We can use different components. Um, and it's a smaller third party or off the shelf, for example, a calendar. Um, I can I could grab this calendar widget and not have to recreate that and use it for your bigger your bigger picture, um, right? And your unique product where the calendar's not really gonna going to affect that. Um uh one thing I'll I'll end with is 
you know, you, you really want to watch out that you don't corner yourself. And sometimes that, you know, just like that calendar, you can have this off the shelf that really helps speed up your delivery. Um, it could help speed up even your quality. Um, but you don't want to corner yourself in the future. Does your, does your business depend on this? Um, right. That example I gave early on, um, there are, there are several third parties that do this. But if your business, your secret sauce even depends on this, um, you know, you might want to, you, you want to make sure it doesn't go away. What happens if that third party goes out of business or they close down? They stop supporting it, right? What do you do now? Um, so you don't, you don't want to corner yourself and you also want that freedom to, uh, to keep on developing, improving your, your product and you want to maintain relative. We've seen so many industries, how they change, um, drastically and you need to be able to, to pivot, to be agile. Um, so taking that into consideration is, you know, I would definitely say is worth it. Yeah, no, I think that's a great place to end to great, great kind of parting words with the, the almighty build versus buy decision. But thanks for joining us today on the Built Right podcast, Jarek. We really enjoyed it. Thank you. Yeah, thanks for having me. Thanks for listening to Built Right. If you enjoy the show, give us a follow or subscribe on your favorite podcast platform. And don't forget to leave us a review. For more info on Built Right, visit us at hatchworksbuiltright.com. Big news. Season two of the Built Right podcast is right around the corner, launching on February 6th. And in this season, we're going all in on generative AI. The guest list is insane, ranging from international AI speakers, founders of Gen AI products, experts in specific domains of Gen AI, and leaders across industries. And we'll even have some Hatchworks owned Gen AI leaders as we dig into our generative driven development methodology. This season isn't just for non techies, though. Whether you're an AI guru or just AI curious, we're going to bring tactical real world applications of how you can apply Gen AI in your work and your life that anyone can understand and relate to. And P.S. Gen AI will impact every single industry. So no matter your domain, you need to make sure you set a reminder every other week to listen to the next episode of the Built Right Podcast. While you're waiting for season two, go ahead and subscribe on your favorite podcast platform so you don't miss an episode. And give us a follow on LinkedIn to join the conversation and give us ideas on specific Gen AI topics you want to hear about. So get ready. Built Right Season 2 Gen AI Edition is coming your way.